Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. One of the hardest things to do as a pastor, and at the same time one of the greatest privileges as a pastor, is when someone shows up and their lives have fallen apart and everything is a mess. And they come, they may come with tears and hurt, they may come with anger about what's going on and you sit down and you listen and oh, it's, it's hard. But at the same time, like I said, a great privilege to be involved in people's lives at that level. But very often, in that time, in that conversation, as we listen and talk, and I will very, very often, if, if not always, but very often come to the point where I say, well, what do you really want? If we're gonna go forward from here, what is it that you really, really want? And sometimes people come up with stuff and you listen to it and they're telling you stuff that you think, well, that's not a good thing to want. That, that's not going to help. You listen to them, you talk to them and walk through it. And usually if you, you talk to them long enough, you start to discover that what they really want is they want the pain to stop. They want the fears to go away. You know, all legitimate things. And, and so you get to the bottom of it. But the, the, this key idea, what do you really, really want? And what I'm getting at is What's really in your heart here? What is, what is in your heart that your heart is desiring? And if we can get to that and, and get the heart aligned with the right things, there's a tremendous amount of hope. And you know, there are a number of times in the Bible where it says, don't lose heart. Have you ever been tempted to lose heart? See, we've got to get this connection with the heart and make sure that our hearts are in the right place. Well, how do we get our hearts in the right place? That's a good question, isn't it? The heart is such an important thing to all of the things that we do as human beings and certainly as Christians. In the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 4, verse number 23, it says this. It says, to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. All of the issues of life run through your heart at some point. Everything runs through your heart. And so he's saying, keep it, guard it. And, and so if we think of this, let's step back a little bit and use an analogy of, of the actual physical heart that beats within us, right? The condition of your heart pretty much affects the rest of your life, doesn't it? It affects how well you circulate the blood, which circulates the nutrients, which circulates the oxygen and processes the carbon dioxide back out and the waste back out. And it begins to affect how you think and how you feel and how you look at things, the physical condition of your, your physical heart. Well, it's the same way with this idea of our heart, not talking about a physical heart, but talking about that inside part of us where our deepest desires are, what we really, really want. And so our relationships are impacted by the condition of our heart. The choices that we make are impacted by the condition of our hearts. Uh, what we experience, how we interpret what comes to us is impacted by what's going on in our hearts. 
And so the, the scripture here tells us that, that all the issues of life, you know, spring out of the heart. And it says, keep, the, keep your heart with all diligence. And keep, it's not the idea of don't give it away, although there's something to, if you said, make sure, when you talk about where you're giving your heart away to. But keep is this idea of guarding, protecting, taking care of. Just as with the physical heart, there's certain things that you would want to do to, to have a heart-healthy lifestyle uh, and take care of that. Well, there's a heart-healthy lifestyle spiritually too. And so the author of Scripture here and the Holy Spirit behind him is telling us that we need to pay attention to the heart. Because if we don't get the heart right, well, everything else comes through the heart so we don't get anything else right. Well, we're in this sermon series entitled Money Works, and we are talking about money. Is money a heart issue then? Our money is a heart issue. Uh, not just what we give, although we're going to talk about what we give, but it's all of our money is a heart issue. Uh, you remember last week we, um, we had this statement, and I, I think if we can get it up there on the screen, I think it's there, that money works. When you view it and use it the way God intends. And since money is a hard issue, what you do with your money impacts your heart. And so this is what we really want to focus in on today with this uh, sermon on uh, the heart. And, and, uh, but it's related to money. And we're going to talk about some things. But really the, the goal in this sermon today is that you would understand the connection and would be able to make decisions that would help your heart to be what God wants it to be. Which let me tell you, ultimately you really want your heart to be what God wants it to be. Because he knows better than any of us what it is that we really need. And so we want to trust him in that. Well let's continue thinking about this here just a little. Let me ask you a question. And I think it's important to, to understand the issue here. And this is the question. Does what you do with your money determine the condition of your heart? Or does it reveal the condition of your heart? So think about this a little bit, right? In other words, what you do with your money, does that determine then what the condition of your heart is? Or does it reveal what the condition of your heart already is? I have a one-word answer for this. Yeah, you're right, Tom. Yes, the answer is yes. It, it's, it gets hard to try to figure that stuff out, and I'm one of those guys who will spend a lot of time trying to figure it out and finally realize I don't have to figure that out. It's both. It goes both ways, different ways, different times, okay? So money uh, does reveal what's already in our hearts. In fact, you know, if you want to know where someone's heart is, follow the money. If you were able to have access to someone's life or someone had access to yours and all that you do with all of your possessions and all of your money, everything that comes into your control, and they could look at that exam and they could make some, probably some pretty good, reach some good conclusions about where your heart is, what really matters to you, what's important to you, what you love. And so, uh, go ahead if you could, is that up there? No, it's not. Put that up there if you would, that if you want to know where someone's heart is, follow the money. Now, is money the only thing that affects the condition of a person's heart? 
So I'm actually, this is tough this morning, I'm actually expecting you to think and respond today, outwardly. Um, no, money is not the only thing that affects the condition of our hearts. But money is a big thing in our lives. It really is. I bet that you hardly ever go through a day without thinking of something related to money. And so it is a big, big part of our lives. So it's not the only thing, but it is a very important thing. And, and making decisions with your money, anytime you're making money decisions, eventually either your heart comes out or this decision runs through your heart and affects the condition of your heart. And so the heart does not escape. And so it does reveal, very much revealing, right? If you wanna know where someone's heart is, Follow the money. But there's another sense in which what we do with our money determines the condition of our heart. Because guess what? Your heart will follow the money. It will. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6. Jesus talks about this. By the way, can you see why it's so important that verse we looked at? Keep, guard, protect, take care of your heart. Because it affects everything else. It affects this area that we're talking about here today. Matthew chapter six. This is right in the middle of, of what is called the Sermon on the Mount. You know why it's called the Sermon on the Mount, don't you? Because Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mountain. Okay, it's not some hugely spiritual significant title. But Jesus has something to say about this in chapter six. We're gonna be on page 1117 in the Bible that's in the chairs there, 1117. Chapter six, starting in verse 19. I referred to this passage last week, but Jesus said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Catch that verse? In fact, why don't you read that verse out loud with me, verse number 21, read that with me now. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so just as surely as um, what we do with our money reveals what's going on in our hearts, Jesus says here that what we do with our money affects the condition of our hearts and where our hearts are. And so this really, really matters. And what I want you to see is this, and get this today, that there's a connection between your money and your heart. That's what I, I really want you to get today. There is a connection between your money and your heart. So Jesus is instructing us here. Verse number 19, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. And as we go through the rest of the Bible, Jesus is not saying don't save. In fact, there's instructions in the Bible about the wisdom of saving and planning ahead for future events. He's not saying that, but he's talking about what you treasure, right? And what you treasure is so important to you that you keep getting more of it, more of it, and lay it up, it's here on earth, you know, it's in the bank, it's in your house, it's, it's wherever, and that's your focus. Your focus is on where? Here on earth, your focus is on here and now. And Jesus says, no, no, don't be that way with your money. Instead, you need to focus on What's my, how's my money connecting with heaven? How's my money connecting with spiritual things? How's my money connecting with things that are gonna last forever and are gonna matter forever? 
What, how is that? That, that I need to focus on that. And, and we talked last week that this is about all of our money. That we, it's not just what you give away, but it's what you pay, it's what you, you save, it's what you invest, it's, it's, it's all of our money. When we use our money the way God intends, somehow, some way, it stores up reward for us in heaven. But if our only focus on money is about the here and now and what I want and what I feel like today, when I leave this earth, it all stays. But Jesus says something here. He's instructing us, don't do that. He says, do this, do invest your money in eternal things. And he says, the reason you need to do this, verse 21, he tells us, here's why you need to focus on the right things and put your money in the right place for the right uh, reasons, use it in the right ways, because it's going to determine where your heart ends up. Verse 21, that's what he says, right? Don't do this, do this for where your treasure is. That is where your heart is going to be. And so Jesus is telling us here, in essence, your heart is going to follow the money. And if you're going to keep your heart, you're going to guard your heart, you're going to protect your heart, you need to make good choices with that money so that your heart ends up in the right place. You know, I mean, he states it. It's just a fact. It's, it's what's going to happen. I mean, are we going to argue with Jesus here about this? But Jesus, you don't understand. No, I think there's probably some things we don't understand. Uh, and he says this is going to happen. And so if the fact is that my money is going, to, and my heart is going to go where my money is and where I put my money, that can be a really, really bad thing, can it? If where I'm putting my money is into selfish things, my heart is going to become selfisher. Is that a word, Karen? Selfisher. Oh man, that got a quick response from a bunch of you. If I'm putting it into the, the investing in the lust of the flesh, where's my heart go? If I am putting it into things where it's about the lust of the eyes and all oh, the stuff I gotta have, where's my heart go? If I put my money into things that are promoting the pride of life, all these things that the Bible talks about are simple, where's my heart go? It can be a really, really bad thing. But what if I put my money in a place that honors God? Where's my heart go? To a place that honors God. If I, if I put my money into something that's, that's uh, about loving others, where does my heart go? If I put my money into something that actually, let me just say, it helps me to relax because I'm busy and I need some time to relax and I need to, so I can continue serving God faithfully, so I put some money in there. Where's my heart go? To resting in the Lord. You see, it's not about, you know, oh, you gotta do this specific thing with your money. But we need to understand that Jesus says that our hearts are going to follow the money. Our hearts are going to follow that. Now, Here's a good question for you. If, you know, we talked last week about your money. How much of your money are you supposed to enjoy? All of it, that's God's intent. And we said that when we use our money the way God intends, all of it, then we can enjoy all of our money the way God intends. Now, God does not, most of the time, I shouldn't say never, God most of the time does not call us to give of all our money away. 
right? In fact, we're going to look, the majority of our money is not probably going to be given away. The majority of our money is going to be used, you know, to pay the rent and the mortgage, the electricity, the, the oil, the groceries, uh, you know, taking care of the car, whatever else there is in your life. The majority of our money is going to go to those kinds of things. And so how do we then keep our hearts from ending up as if that stuff is the most important? You understand the question? Right? If most of our money is going to this kind of thing, how do we keep our heart from being about those things? Well, God has told us in the Bible some things. We, we can do something with our money that makes God the priority and that changes how we look at all the rest of our money, which then all of this affects the condition of our hearts. And, and so this is giving to God. We are talking about giving to God. And here's the important thing. What should be first in my heart? Or who should be first in my heart? Should I be first in my heart? Oh, but I'm, I, I can get there real quick. <laughs> but I shouldn't be. No, the Lord should be first in my heart. And so if I want him to be first in my heart, where does he need to be in my money? That's an honest question. We're not asking, where should he be? He should be first in our money. And we talked last week about using it all, and we're going to talk more before the sermon series again about using it all the way God intends. But God has told us in the Bible that it is so, so important that we give to God first before any money goes anywhere else. Because our hearts are going to follow the money. And so we take this first portion of our money, the very first, and we say, God, you are my God, and I am going to worship you this, I'm going to give it to you. And as we do that, that money is symbolic of all the rest of the money. It symbolizes all the money. And, and we'll see how it is that it symbolizes all the money in, um, when we talk about what the Bible calls, or what I call, the tithing principle. The tithing principle. If we go back into the Bible and go to the beginning, and we're going to, I'm just going to kind of give you a quick overview of this. We're, before the sermon series is over, we'll look at this in a little more detail, okay? But the very first time where somebody gives an offering in the Bible where we get any sort of a percentage, it is Abraham, and he gives a tenth back to the Lord. He gives 10% to the Lord. The next time where we have a percentage mentioned with respect to giving is Jacob. And Jacob was kind of a conniver at the time. He needed a lot of growing up in his spiritual life. And he kind of made a deal with God. He said, well, God, if you'll take care of me, I will surely give you 10%. Now, we ought not be making deals with God like that. But what I want you to see is that Jacob, in his mind, when he thought about giving to God, what did he know? What do you do? You give 10%. See, he knew that. Uh, when we get to the law of Moses with, with Israel, uh, they used 10%. In fact, they had 10%. Three times they had to give every year. Actually, 10% 20, plus 10% every year, and then every third year, another 10%. So but this idea of 10% is, is wrapped up with giving. Now, thankfully, we are not under the law, right? We don't have rules and regulations we've got to follow to somehow rather have God be happy with us. That's, that isn't how that works. And when we get to the New Testament, we start looking at examples of people's giving. When it gives us a percentage... The percentages that we see are higher than 10%, which might make sense, right? We're under grace, not under law. 
But so this idea of a tithing principle, that, that the first 10% of my money we, I give to God. And it symbolizes, and see, this is how it's connected with all the other money. If, if I, let's say I'm bringing in, a, if, if I'm making $1,000 a week, and I say, okay, I'm gonna give God $60. I, I've decided to give God $60. That money doesn't really represent all of the other money. Because it's just an amount I've chosen, isn't it? But if I have a percentage, and I say a percentage is by very definition what? Attached to the rest, isn't it? Because this percentage, it's a percent of what? A percent of all of it, okay? All right, and so uh, this is how we can give and get God first in our money and have that money symbolize all the rest of it. Turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter three. Now, some of you might be here today saying, oh man, this is heavy. Just relax, Uh, walk with God, He's going to get you where he wants you to be, and when you get there, you'll experience his great blessings, I want to assure you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5. It's page 727 in the Bible that's in the chairs there. 727. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay? We're talking about heart issues here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, let's right away. You know, Walt said tithing principle. Walt's talking about first 10%. And by tithing principle, sometimes people use a different percentage. But it's a percent off the top. And you say, how? I, I can't see how I could do that. I don't understand how I could give that way. Well, what do we just read? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Don't depend on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh, strength to your bones. You're talking about your whole body, your well-being. It's going to be good for you. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your possessions, with all of them, and with the first fruits of all your Increase. That's your income. What part of your income? The first fruits. Now that's a little foreign to us, uh, but the first fruits are the idea when you planted your crops and whatever came up first, you gave that to God. Now, do you know if tomorrow a hailstorm is coming and going to destroy the rest of the crops? You don't know. But God says, Trust me, give to me first. He says, and honor God with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. God is going to bless you and take care of you. Um, reminds me of a verse we looked at last week. Let's, 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 think about this, how, let's think about how we think about this. So, you know, you're sitting here today and you're hearing me say 10%, and, and, and which I believe the Bible does give us that principle. I believe that's a starting place for our giving. And like I said, it represents all of the giving. It's, it's, it puts our hearts into the, the uh, mix. Um, if you say, well, wait a minute. If I give 10%, let, let's, let's go back to $1,000 a week comes into your household. And you may have less than that. You may have more than that. That's not the point. The first 10% would be what? $100. You say, but I know my budget. I can't do $100. I can only do $50 because I need that other money. 
We looked at a verse last week in 1 Timothy where it said, don't trust in uncertain riches, but in God who gives the riches. And if God in his word is saying, look, let's, let's, let's take the first 10%, it's just a starting place and give it to me. It represents all your money. It's gonna change how you look at it all. It's gonna change where you're hearted in this whole thing. Trust me, give the first 10%. Well, yeah, but I need that other money. What are you trusting in? You're trusting in that other money. I, I gotta trust in this other money because that's gonna make the difference. But it, does that... Don't trust in the money, trust in God who gives the money. Man, this is a, a faith step, isn't it? It really does come down to a big step of faith, and it comes down to, to making some decisions about where you want your heart to be. And so the application to our giving and to our hearts then is, is give that first 10%, uh, starting place, no strings attached, act of worship. God, you come before anything and everything else in my life, and I trust you, I do not trust my money, I trust you, you are the one who provides for me and I give it to you off the top before I even figure out anything else. If you get a dollar this week, you start with 10 cents. If you have $10 income this week, you start with a dollar. If you have $100 this week, you start with $10. If you get $1,000 a week, you start with $100. Now why all of a sudden does that seem like a lot of money? It's the same percentage, isn't it? And we, we do it that way. This is by faith giving. It's just by faith giving. What do you say there? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend. Don't lean on your own understanding. Now, you might say, well, Walt, that's easy for you to say, you know, where you're at in life and, and you know, you make more money than I do and maybe I do, maybe I don't. But I... I I went online and I went to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and used their, their um, inflation tool, you know, that you can compare what money was with what money. And I just want to share with you that when, um, when we moved here in 1982, 1983, the salary that we, well, actually the year before we moved up here, if you adjust it to today's dollars, to today's dollars, we were making $18,000 a year. That's not very much, right? I doubt there's very many of you here living on that much money in the world. And all I'm trying to say is that we had been taught this, what I'm teaching you today. And we gave this way and learned to give this way. Does it look to any of you like I have been famished and faded away? <laughs> God took care of us. The first year we actually lived up here and had a different job setting. It wasn't here, but it, it's the equivalent of about $30,000 a year. And what I'm trying to say is God is faithful. It, it's not about how much money you have coming in because you are not supposed to trust in the money that you have coming in. You trust in God who brings the money in. And he can and will care for you. What an exciting thing that starts to be. You start to re realize, I am no longer controlled by this money. God's got it under control. I don't have to have it all under control. Yes, there's all sorts of things. You want to learn to budget. We want to help you and to, to be wise with your money in the way God says. But if you, well, let me say this. You might be right. You say, if I give to God that way, if I give him the first 10% and maybe more, whatever he puts on my heart, if I give him that first 10%, I won't be able to pay all of my bills. That's possible. 
Because some of your bills might be credit card bills that you have racked up. You went into debt against the instruction of God's word, right? You made bad choices. But let me ask you this. Who's more important to you? God or that creditor? Well, God doesn't call me on my phone. <laughs> I know. But the deal is you, you, you're already in this situation because you did not put God first. The solution to your problem is not to continue not putting God first. The solution to your problem starts with beginning to put God first. And you may have to have the conversation on the phone and saying, I can't send this, what can we do? Let's work this out. But I guarantee you, God will enable you to work your way out when you live, when you use all of your money the way God intends. But it starts with by faith saying, God, I am going to give to you first. There is a connection between your heart and your money, so, so don't forget that, there is. And, and when you give the way God says to give, you're making a statement, you're making a statement about God. God, you are good, you always have my best interest in heart, you will meet my needs, that's what you're saying. And, and, and you're saying not only are you good, that you are able God is able to, you are able to meet my needs and you will meet my needs. God can do it. See, that's what you're saying. So what are you saying when you say, I can't trust God here? Which of those are you denying? That he's either not good or that he's not able? Did you see how that's a denial? When you say, I'm gonna, I need this money, I can't trust God, I need this money. Okay, well, what, what are you saying? Is he not good or is he not able? Which are you saying? I think deep down in your heart, you think about it, I don't want to say either of those things. But once you settle this first thing, giving in a way that demonstrates your heart toward God and that pulls your heart toward God, um, it puts you on the right path and it's good for your heart. It's going to be good for your life. But let me say this, it's really important. This is not about, okay, if I'll just check off these boxes, everything's all set. Jesus was really not happy about that kind of thinking. And he challenged these religious leaders who were thinking that way in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8 when he said, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but what? Their heart is far from me. So please know, God doesn't ever want you to fake your giving. He doesn't want you to fake your giving. Because uh, I mean, what does that say about what you believe about God if you're faking your giving? You know? <laughs> that isn't going to work. What does it say about your heart? And if you, you know, say, okay, I'm going to follow the rules in giving because, I, because of what other people think of me. If, and if you do that because of what other people think of you, now you're giving. And you're really not giving to God. You're giving to what other people think of you because that's where your heart is. And now guess what? Where have you put your treasure? In what other people think of you. And so guess where your heart goes. See what I mean? So we're not talking about faking. Don't fake this. It's not about keeping some rigorous set of rules. God tells us what it's about. Second Corinthians chapter nine, he says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly, well we shouldn't have to give this, not of necessity, I don't have any choice. For God loves a cheerful giver. There is a connection between your money and your heart. And so, 
I'm trying to tell you today that I believe the Word of God teaches that you need to start with that first 10% and you need to give it to God and trust Him, the one who provides the money. Don't trust in your money, trust in Him. And it's going to change everything. It's going to change all of your money and how you deal with it. It's going to be well worth doing. You're going to be excited about doing it. But you do have to do it from the heart. And it is your choice. So you know, you know, I, I don't go through the giving records and see what you give. I don't know what you give. It really is between you and God. And I want what's best for you. And what's best for you is to give the way God says. Um, I'm not going to have you turn there. But back in the passage we originally started with. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus goes on and says, okay, so don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you need for clothing. Don't worry about your basic needs. He says, here's what you focus on. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Go with God first. Put your heart there. Put your money there. And your heart will go there. I've talked quite a bit about giving today, but I'm really being honest with you. And you say that this sermon is not intended to be about giving. It's intended to be about getting your heart where it needs to be because then your money can become a blessing to you because money works when we view it and use it the way God intends. And there is a connection between your heart and your money. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and that you do have our best interest in mind and you tell us to give to you these ways and I pray you would help us to break free from trusting in our money and make decisions instead to trust in you and just do what you lay on our hearts about these things. And, and I look forward to what you're going to do. Father, I know in my own life how much it changed me. And I pray for that same blessing from you in the lives of everyone here. That they would get this sorted out so that their hearts will end up in the right place as well. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.